0: chica sí. military generals have recently traveled to Rwanda, which has had a different military leader in charge for 23 years. Ibrahim Traore is the military leader of Burkina Faso. Even though Niger, Burkina Faso, and Mali already had a joint security agreement, many people were looking forward to Rwanda joining the group. This hope comes from the fact that Paul Kagame, the leader of Rwanda, and one of the most powerful African leaders, has a lot of power. Western countries are afraid that Kagame might make an alliance with Niger, Burkina Faso, and Mali, which would be very strong. Even though the West tried to stop Rwanda from getting involved in the past, current events show that things have changed. Captain Ibrahim Traore wants to talk to Paul Kagame about peace, which is why Kagame sent his generals to Rwanda for secret talks and deals that have made Western countries more worried the Chief of General Staff of the Burkina Faso military forces led a delegation this month on an official visit to Rwanda. He showed respect for the people who died in the 1994 genocide by going to the Genocide Museum in the Parliament building in the afternoon. But these trips to historical places were part of a bigger plan, which showed that the Chief of General Staff wasn't just there to pay respects. He was also there to talk about private issues. The group talked with the Honorable Minister of Defense, Juvenal Marizamunda, and the RDF Chief of Defense Staff, Lieutenant General M.K. Mubarak, at the offices of the Rwanda Defense Force. They wanted to find ways to work together better with the Rwanda Defense Force. The Burkina Faso Armed Forces Group learned about some defense facilities and support programs, such as Zigma CSS, Military Medical Insurance, and the Armed Forces Shop. They also went to the Rwanda Military Academy, GACO, as part of their plan. It's interesting that other generals were with the chief of general staff. The inspector general of the police force in Burkina Faso was one of them. He met with the police chiefs in Rwanda. Felix Namuharana, who is inspector general of police, welcomed Dr. Roger Quedraugo, who is Controller General of Police at the Rwanda National Police General Headquarters in Kigali for a week-long visit to improve relations between the two police forces. IGP Namuharana thanked the delegation for their visit and emphasized that Rwanda has made great strides in law enforcement since it was founded 23 years ago. The Rwanda National Police has spent a lot of money on training. Buying police gear and improving their operational skills to keep people safe in Rwanda and in other countries where they have sent police units, such as the Central African Republic, South Sudan, and Mozambique. People could share their thoughts and experiences on different parts of police work during the visit, which made the foundations for a strong relationship even stronger. Controller General Quedraugo praised Rwanda's police work and said that his country wanted to learn from Rwanda's contributions to growth and safety. Kagame was born in southern Rwanda in 1957. As a child, he lived in both Rwandan villages and Ugandan refugee camps and had to deal with anti-Tutsi operations. He later joined the National Resistance Army in Uganda. When he returned to Rwanda to lead the RPF, the country was facing big problems such as a failed state, stolen money, mass killings, and wounded survivors. 25 years after the slaughter, survivors see Kagame as the person who saved their lives and led Rwanda to unity and peace. Kagame's way of running the country is strict, focusing on fighting graft and shutting down Western lies. Politicians who use hateful language will face harsh punishments, which shows Kagame's dedication to bringing people together. The Rwandan Constitution says that his job is to protect the people from slaughter in any way possible. The Western world sometimes gets this goal wrong, but this commitment may last through future leaders for many years to come. The task is to build a new United Nations where everyone works toward the same goal. There were people who were both offenders and victims, but they all wanted to make their village, area, or country better. In this attempt, Kagame follows the will of the people and works within the limits of the Rwandan constitution. However, foreign experts and supporters of democracy often struggle with accepting Kagame's unique approach, looking at Rwandan politics from a Western point of view and possibly missing the difficulties of running a country after a genocide. In the past 25 years, Rwanda has gone through a huge change that makes it an interesting case study. A big step forward has been made in maternal health. All Rwandan mothers now get full prenatal and postnatal care, which is why the death rate for mothers dropped by an amazing 77% between 2000 and 2013. It is now normal for babies to get shots, for cities to be clean, and for people to walk around safely at night. From the point of view of Rwanda, These improvements show how human rights work in real life. This is one reason why over 60% of voters backed changes to the constitution in 2015 that let Kagame run for office again after his term ended in 2017. Some strangers are worried that there isn't a clear leader to be being trained, but Kagame has chosen a different road. He is mentoring thousands of young men and women to lead the country into the future. His government is mostly made up of women, with an average age of 40. As head of the African Union in 2018, Kagame pushed for big changes like the continental free trade area, which was signed in Kigali. Even though he isn't very tall, Kagame has been in charge since overthrowing the murderous government in 1994 and is still a stable figure. It was only recently that he announced his bid for a fourth term as president. His influence goes beyond Rwanda's borders Rwandan troops are currently fighting rebels in the Central African Republic and jihadists in Mozambique and are getting ready to be sent to Benin. With a population of about 13 million, Rwanda is the fourth smallest country in Africa. Since the terrible genocide in 1994, the country has made a lot of progress. The country has gone through a lot of rebuilding, making progress in reducing poverty growing the economy, improving health care, and improving people's general quality of life. Rwanda is one of the top five countries in the world for female equality. The poverty rate fell from 77% in 2001 to 55% in 2017, and life expectancy rose from 26 years in 1993 to 69 years in 2019. According to the Global Gender Gap Report 2017, 61% of parliamentarians were women. In 2019, 84% of women were working, which is a very high percentage. Let's look into the story of Rwanda's return that hasn't been told much. 20 years after the terrible slaughter in 1994 that killed about 800,000 people in just 100 days. What makes this story so interesting is that women played a key role in rebuilding the country. Rwanda has one of the fastest growing economies in Africa. Its economy is still recovering from a civil war. Antoinette Uimana, who is the country head of Women for Women International Rwanda, talked about the problems that have come up since the slaughter. Side was full of dead bodies, Churches and schools were destroyed, and stores and offices had been robbed. The country also had to deal with the grief of terrible crimes that had killed most of its people. Since many of the people who were killed were men, and many of the men who did it had already left, about 70% of Rwanda's population after the genocide was female. Making sure their families could survive was so important that women took on leadership roles. Women for Women International was very important in rebuilding the country. Since 1997, they have given over 75,000 Rwandan women more power. During their one-year program, women went from cleaning buildings to actively rebuilding them. They also started businesses all over the country and helped bring security to areas that had been through terrible violence. After going through one of the worst genocides in history, Rwanda has changed so much that it is hard to tell what it used to look like. It has become one of the healthiest, cleanest, and most active countries in Africa. Investors from around the world are coming to Kigali, the city of Rwanda, because of its strong economic growth. Tourism has also done very well, and every year a million people come to see how beautiful the country is and to see the well-protected group of mountain gorillas. But Captain Ibrahim wants to learn more from Paul Kagami and Rwanda than just how to grow and make progress. His plan to send top military and police generals shows that he has a bigger goal in mind, to learn how to spot and stop possible plots before they turn into coups. This kind of strategic planning is very important for Captain Ibrahim to rebuild his country and keep the West from being able to remove him. This project was based on Paul Kagame's approach to security and government, which included a strong central government, economic growth, and a focus on national unity. The policies that Kagame has put in place over the past 23 years have been very important in rebuilding Rwanda and keeping bloodshed from happening again. Kagame is very good at running the military. He regularly gets rid of bad generals and troops to keep them loyal to the country over former colonial powers. As seen in the recent reorganization, Kagame fired many people, including longtime generals Major General Aloys Muganga and Brigadier General Francis Manda for lack of order. This strict rule says that people must give up their military gear and leave the army without any benefits. Such purges are very important for getting rid of any groups in the military that might be planning coups. A strong leader like Kagame makes sure that people who are fighting are kicked out of the army so that everyone stays together. Kagame has recently made changes to the leadership of the army by appointing Vincent Nyakundi as chief of staff and Juvenal Runda as defense minister. Mubarak Muganga is the new chief of defense staff. The president also gave permission for other ranks to be fired and for additional ranks to be canceled. As part of Kagame's ongoing work, these acts show how important it is for the country's security that the military works together and follows rules. The head of Women for Women International in Rwanda talked about how destroyed Rwanda was after the genocide. There were a lot of dead bodies on the sides of the roads, It's important to note that most of the people who were killed were men, and many of the men who did it had fled to nearby countries. The man who has been leading this rebirth is Paul Kagame, who has been president of the country for 10 years. As a previous rebel leader, he was able to bring the country together and change its luck. Yet Captain Ibrahim wants to learn more from Paul Kagame and Rwanda than just how to make things better and grow. By sending his army chief, top military, and police generals to Rwanda, He shows that he wants to learn how to spot and stop possible plans before they turn into coups. He has been able to continue working with the government without fear of Western forces overthrowing it in order to ensure that his nation's rebuilding went smoothly. Captain Ibrahim Traore wants to learn a lot from the way Paul Kagame runs his government and keeps people safe. Kagame's policies which stress a strong central government, economic growth, and national unity, have been very important in rebuilding Rwanda and keeping bloodshed from happening again over the past 23 years. Kagame has kept his military loyal by purging it strategically. This has kept generals and soldiers on his side instead of former colonial powers. Kagame keeps the military united and lowers the risk of internal fights that could lead to coups by reorganizing it on a regular basis. For example, he recently fired the army chief, head of internal security, and defense minister. Captain Ibrahim Traore, who was worried about coup attempts and outside forces, sent Burkina Faso's military chief of general staff to Rwanda to learn how to keep the military united and stop fights within the country. Traore wants to make his military loyal by studying Kagame's methods. He also wants to deal with problems caused by outside powers trying to change African military leaders. He has been the target of coup attempts. Traoré knows how important it is to protect himself from outside meddling. He is looking for ways to keep the military united and avoid divisions, which are both key to stopping coups planned by outside forces. What do you think? Um, he God. Yeah. He